Welcome back to another episode of IJD HTF, Only Murders in the Building, where we are talking about episodes two and three. Yes, we're playing a little bit of a game of catch up. Yes. So we're doing two and three today, and then on Thursday, we will be posting episodes four and five, and then it'll just be like a weekly. Just keep in on it. Um, this show is really great. We really enjoy it. I'm really loving it. So if you missed the recap of episode one, go back. It's only like less than 10 minutes. I highly recommend it. Don't start on episode two. That'd be weird. Um, so this starts off with Mabel watching YouTube clips of Brazos, and she finds out that Charles was using recycled lines about his father and like his upbringing, which... It's kind of depressing. It's kind of depressing that he had to make up a fake story, but also that makes her not trust him quite as much and just assume that everything he has to say is fake. So she's very, being like very passive aggressive towards him basically the entire episode. And when she calls him out on it, he claims that he wrote the monologue for the show and that it was all true. Oh, yeah. But is it true or is it not true? We don't know. That's up for debate. So... This episode, we dive in a little bit more to Mabel's past with Tim, and you kind of get to see them growing up and how they met and their summers at the Arconia. And And they also had a bit of a a streak of stealing. Yes. So they had a friend named Oscar and a friend named Zoe, and they would all hang out at the Arconia, and they were kind of like little petty thieves. Yes. And would steal little things around. And one night, they were doing like this rooftop party, and Zoe was pushed off the building. By somebody. Well, Oscar's the one who got arrested for it. But Tim said he saw her like having a scuffle with someone else right before she fell. So he could have been the person to get Oscar off. Which that person could be the person that came back and murdered him. Yes, that is possible. Or a lot of people are saying, oh, well, maybe because Oscar just got out of jail, like maybe Oscar came back and murdered Tim. But it seems like Mabel doesn't think that it's Oscar. Right. And it's also starting to look like the wedding ring was for Mabel a little bit. I don't know if it was for her because he also, so they break into his apartment and they're going through all of his things. And this is when you see Oliver start to, like, resonate with, like, the fact that Tim was very much in debt. Yes, but he also had a bunch of secret books with jewelry in them. Yes, which Mabel went back later because she saw these Hardy Boy books. She went back into the apartment later, and they're all filled with jewelry. Yeah, which is another mystery because I'm like, why would you have all these books with jewelry if you're in this large amount of debt? Yes. So... Basically, this is this episode was mainly I feel like Mabel's backstory. Yeah, with which, him, but yeah, but I also think the books full of jewelry mm-hmm. were also all of the crimes they committed. Oh, maybe. Like in all the jewelry was the jewelry they stole from the houses. Oh, you don't think it's new jewelry? That well, was right. Could be, but I don't know. I if was he, just thinking because I was wondering if he was buying like black market jewelry kind of stuff like either fake jewelry or stealing jewelry in some way and then like reselling it to try to make money could be but then why hide it in books like that's kind of weird and they were the hardy boy books which that's what mabel called like that group that used to hang out together and solve mysteries around so 
it's just like a weird we'll have to little wait and mystery. See. And so we saw Oliver resonate with Tim's debt, and then he kind of brushes it off by being like, look at all of Tim's sex toys. And then you see Charles start to resonate with Tim a little bit because he realizes how unliked Tim was in the building. And Charles is also very unliked in the building because he doesn't tip and he's kind of just, yeah, you know, Brazos. Um, so you're going, like, we're starting to see them all kind of find how they relate to Tim in some way. And they're also starting to develop their own characters a little bit more as well. But at the end of this episode, Mabel sits down and makes a video where she's kind of talking about how she did know Tim. And she is making the video in case she's next. Right. She's basically like, here's what I know. Like, if I get murdered, you know, know, like, know these facts. Yeah. Because I feel like she thinks Zoe got killed off. Tim got killed off. Is she next on the list? Right. Because. And I actually thought it was kind of brilliant, like, as far as, like, a the writing goes mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah like that would be like a really smart character to do that yes so then we move on to episode three ursula is delivering the files of complaints about tim and you know all of that got milk or gut milk whatever it is that they had to buy <laughs> to get the files yeah or they had to spend tons of money to buy from her mlm um so they get all of these complaints and Charles is like, well, we need to figure out who this white hoodie guy is because back when he was murdered, I saw someone on the fire escape with a white hoodie on. So the murderer is probably this white hoodie guy. So we then see Oliver have like this mental audition. This is like his thing. It's like his gift. Where he's like shows all the different residents like going up and like singing and dancing. And he's like, backline. Backline, like you'll trying, never be a leading well, star. The whole idea is that he's working from a inductive mm-hmm. reasoning. So he needs to find, he's like, basically like, this is our perp. Like, these are the the personalities. And he's he's looking at the individual. Whereas Brazo is like, going to look at it from like an inductive position. And like, okay, like, we need to look at eliminating suspects. Yeah. So... You're seeing like his whole thing in his mind where he's like, I need to focus on one person because that's the fastest. And that's the star. Yeah, that's like the star. And like, that's the fastest way to find the victim. Well, and for him, um, he's looking at it from like the podcast point of view, too. Like, who's going to be the most interesting killer on this podcast? Because that's who it has to be. Yeah, which is almost kind of like skewering his own investigation Mm -hmm. because he's like not really looking at the all of the detail. He's just like trying to figure out who the best would be the story. best story. Yeah. Yes. Which we then find out that he's got money issues big time. Well, we kind of already it was already kind of like floating around that he had money issues. Well, he issues. had like kind of asked for like the fees from his son who he yeah. was no longer in contact with, etc. But this episode you really delve into it. Yeah, we start learning how deep in the red he really is. They basically give him until the end of the week to pay all of his past debts. I think it's like thirty thousand dollars or right. so that has to be paid. So he goes and begs for money from his old theater partner. And they had worked on this show called Splash and they show a bunch of scenes of like Oliver being like we're going to put a pool under the stage and we're going to do this and this and this. This is like the funniest thing 
But it's also the most tragic thing. So then later on, when he doesn't get the money, he decides he's going to like sell his original splash poster. And he's telling Charles about the show. And Charles is like, well, it couldn't have been that bad. And he's like, <laughs> well, opening night, like the stage wasn't opening up to the pool properly. And one of the course spot boys like flew off. Well, he's like, I said, down. go for it. And, and then, then they, they flew all off. All 12 of them. <laughs> all 12 of them jumped off. And, and he's splat. like, you could hear it. It was like crunch. Crunch, <laughs> splat, or I don't know what exactly word yeah. it is, but and then it's kind of like he's like, why, why would they all all twelve jumped? And he's like, well, you know, they tend to follow, like the chorus boys, the just, chorus always, boys like, just tend to do all the same things. So <laughs> I thought it was pretty hilarious. That was actually the hi- the highlight, funny part of the. But, but then you also find out that's why he hasn't worked in so long. It's tragic, yeah. Because it was like the worst show to ever right. be It's like funny on because ever. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, yeah. So he was denied that money from the partner, obviously. Yeah, luckily nobody died. Yes. Yeah. But while they were there, um, Oliver had decided that the cat owner, Howard, was like probably the main suspect. So Charles and Mabel go to interrogate Howard. And, like, Howard's just viewing off information, like, oh, did he know that Tim was recently fired from his, like, job at the investment firm? Oh, everybody hated Tim. He was such, like, a jerk. And then what's really funny is, like, he still has all his cat food out, and, like, he hasn't cleaned up any of the cat hair. Yeah. (laughs) So they're, like... Do you have a cat in here? Do you have another cat in here? And he's, like, no... He's like, I thought if I just leave it this way, it would retain the feeling of my cat still alive. Because his cat died. So, yeah. yeah. So, then they, like, have to tell him he's being recorded, like, legally. So, they're trying to be like, oh, that photo of the cat you have up there, it's almost like you're being recorded. Right. And then he's like, why do you keep saying it like that? They're trying to get him to acknowledge it. Uh, Yeah. And then, all of a sudden... Brazo starts bleeding out of his nose. Yes. And something happens. Howard faints. Howard faints. So they're kind of like, wait a second. He can't be the killer. Because he faints to the side of blood. But meanwhile, while that's happening, they go to try to get ice. And they see a dead cat in the freezer. Yeah. So the cat's dead in the freezer and he's trying to like get ice for Howard and Mabel's like, hurry up, hurry up. And like the cat like falls off because he drops the cat and he sticks the cat leg in his pocket and the cat back in the freezer and this whole thing. And And then, you know, he wakes up and he's like, oh, I fainted the side of blood. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he could have blindfolded himself and murdered Tim? I don't think it's going to be the cat guy. I just don't think so. But um, Tim murdered his cat, so there's incentive. No, there. there was. He assumed Tim murdered the cat, but later on, another animal gets poisoned. Oh. So something that was interesting, though, after this is Mabel goes to the superintendent, who is Oscar's father, and is like, "I heard Oscar got out. Like, can I see him?" And he basically says, stay away. Like, I don't want you anywhere near him. So it could have been Oscar in the white hoodie. But I actually feel like the father, the superintendent, has more motive to kill Tim than Oscar. 
Well, okay, the cat guy could be guilty too, though, because like you said, another pet gets poisoned. Mm-hmm. Well, the cat guy could have poisoned, because as we find out, it's a dog, mm-hmm. and he's a cat guy. So I mean, possibly. I don't know. That doesn't write him off. You like made it. You made a point like, well, it can't be him because another animal gets poisoned. I'm like, well, could be. Oliver was in the elevator with Sting, and Sting. Like, the dog kept, like, biting at Sting's leg or, like, oh, rubbing against Sting's Sting? leg. And Sting was like, ah, oh, I hate dogs. And then Oliver's like, oh, do you have a dog? And he's like, yes, I have a dog. I hate it. And <laughs> So, no, um, it couldn't be Sting. Probably not I Sting. mean, it, it could be Sting because later on that day was when his dog was poisoned. And this so. is actually Sting, too. So, yeah. they actually got the singer, which is funny. It's fun. I yeah, like it. Super fun. Um. So there's that. And then Mabel finds a note that says GM January 31st at 4.30 p.m. And you look at her phone and it's January 24th. So basically a week later is where there was like this meetup place and time. So it's it's going to be interesting because how can she tell the others about that meetup place and time without disclosing some of the other information she has? Yeah. I think that she is either going to be... Honestly, I just don't know what's going to happen because, like, do you see her character revealing those secrets? No. I don't either. She's already kind of, like, shushed away the characters from her apartment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she's, like, stay out of my business type of mentality. So I don't see her releasing information to anybody. I don't either. But I do think we may figure out who poisoned Oliver's dog here in the next couple episodes. Do you think it's not the killer that did that? I don't think it's the killer that's poisoning the animals. I think it's someone completely different. Do you think Tim could have shot the Henry's cat? It wasn't shot, though. I thought it was shot. I don't think the cat had been shot. I think it had been poisoned, which is why the dog being poisoned was, like, such a big deal. Huh. But the dog hadn't been in Tim's apartment. So it wouldn't have been Tim that poisoned the cat. Right. So I'm sure we'll find out. We'll have to just tune in in a couple days for a couple more episodes. Yeah, for episodes four and five. We will talk to you then.